welcome back everyone don't worry we're firing the whole tech squad and we're gonna restart we're gonna just purge everything right now uh, welcome back everyone thank you for joining me this morning sorry we're a little bit late we had some technical difficulties <laughs> oh, i'm your host evangelist Taylor. thanks for joining me i'm so glad that you're back and uh, that you get to join me today for part three of our series. Actually, we're going to cover probably part three and part four today on the four pillars of your faith, the four pillars of your Christian walk that you need in order to have a stable, solid, unmovable, unshakable faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. As you're jumping on on YouTube and on Instagram, I want to say God bless you and good morning. Let me know where you're watching from in the comments. Hi, Sophie. Such a blessing getting to meet you yesterday. Thanks for jumping on. You're faithful in the comments, letting people know that there's faith in the Word of God, and He's a rewarder. Hey, my brother Dave Brantley. Tanea, good to see you. Emma, good morning. Welcome, everyone. Ian, hello. Watching from my very own studio. We got a live audience today, and we're thankful. Hey, Megan, good morning. <laughs> it's so funny because we had like a ton of people jumping on right away and then we had technical difficulties and you lose like your whole audience but that's all right everyone's coming back now I see that you're joining me again I want to let you know God has a great plan for your life and there's essential things that as you get a hold of them in God's word they will take you higher you don't have to stay low you don't have to climb the mountain you don't have to walk around the mountain God's anointed you by his word to move mountains in your life. There's all kinds of, uh, Ian, do not give anyone my address. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to be serious. I got, I got uh, my son and the Lord here with me. Part three and four of the pillars of your faith. As you're jumping on on YouTube, whether you're watching this live or after it's already been posted, what I want you to do is give the video a thumbs up, share it with somebody, but also turn your post notifications on. I go live every day just about, Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m. And we do series where I teach you what the Bible says concerning your life and how Jesus gives you life and life abundantly. Jesus made your theology super simple. He said, it's the devil who comes to steal to kill and to destroy your life, but I've come to give you life and give you life more abundantly. So if there's any area in your life where you're not experiencing abundance, that means Jesus is not a part of your life in that area. But what it means is that you can get a hold of the word that became flesh, you can read it, get revelation knowledge on it, and you can experience abundance in every area of your life. I believe God wants you to be abundant in every area. Good morning, Phil. So if you missed part one and part two of this series, I highly recommend you go back and you watch them. They'll change your life. The four pillars of your Christian faith. Number one, Jesus is your Lord, your Savior, and your Redeemer. Jesus, the Redeemer. He redeemed you from the power of sin, of the law of sin and death. He made you right with God so that you can enter in boldly before the throne of God in time of need where you can get grace from heaven. To do what God's called you to do. And then part two, Jesus the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Spirit in your life is what makes you different than every other person on the planet. Many Christians walk around going to church every Sunday, but they don't look different than the rest of the world. What makes you different than the rest of the world is the power of the Holy Spirit. So that was part two, and today we're going to cover part three, and part four. Good morning, Spencer. God bless you. I love you. You can write this down in your notebook and you can type it in the comments for me, Amber and Megan, those that are faithful. Part three and part four of the four pillars of your faith, Jesus the healer and Jesus the soon coming king. There's four essential things that you must know pertaining to the life of Jesus and what he did in his life, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. It says, well, we'll just go there together. Now that we got people jumping on, make sure you give the video a thumbs up, share it with somebody, and let's get started. Jesus is 
a healer. Part three, Jesus the healer, together with four, the soon coming king. Go with me to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Acts 10, verse 38. Listen to this. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Now I want you to get something just from those couple words. Number one, God anointed him. That word anointing means to smear. It's also to set apart, to make you separate, to assign you to a certain task in the earth. Somebody type in the comments, God has assigned me to do something. God has an assignment for you. God created you, put you into the earth to solve a problem in the earth. To bring the power of the Holy Ghost. To lift burdens off of people. And to set people free. Jesus said in Luke chapter 4 verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. So there's assignment that you are to bring good news to poor people. He said freedom to the captive. An assignment is to be anointed to bring freedom to the captive. Deliverance to those that are oppressed. Sight to the blind, healing, and to preach the year of the Lord's favor. The prophetic gift of preaching heaven into the earth. So God has an assignment for you. And it says here, he anointed Jesus of Nazareth. You notice how it doesn't say he anointed Jesus Christ. He anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Do you remember what Nathaniel said? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Why did Nathaniel say that? Because Nazareth at the time was like the sin city of, of that day. Nazareth would have been like Las Vegas. So Nathaniel said, how has the Messiah come from Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? But it says in Acts 10.38, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. So it doesn't matter where you come from, your social status, where you live right now, what happened in your past. God has anointed you to do a task in the earth. He chose to birth Jesus out of Nazareth in a manger. In a barn because there was no room at the inn. God will take the lowest of the lows and anoint you like he did with David as a shepherd boy. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Good morning, Colton. With, check this out, the Holy Ghost and with power. With the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. This one Bible verse has so much packed into it. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power to go around doing two things. Number one, doing good. And number two, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. How many people did he heal? It didn't say he healed some that were oppressed by the devil. It doesn't say that he healed those that gave the biggest offerings that were oppressed by the devil. Those that grew up in the church that were oppressed by the devil. Those that didn't grow up in the church that were oppressed by the devil. It says God anointed him to heal everyone who is oppressed by the devil. God is a healer. Jesus is a healer. He doesn't change. He said, I'm the Lord your God. I do not change. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. The same way he was anointed in that time to heal you, to set you free from addiction, to set you free from cancer, anything coming on your body, he's alive, he's ready to do it today. He doesn't change. Jesus is a healer. Somebody type it in the comments. Jesus is a healer. So if he doesn't change, he's still going around doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Demonic oppression is illegal when you're a child of God. It's not allowed to be on your life. Jesus paid the price for it to be removed. He said in Luke chapter 10 verse 19, Behold, today I've given you all authority over all the power of the devil. 
Meaning that there's no power that isn't meant to be under your feet, including cancer, diabetes, asthma, migraines, paralysis, anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, fear, all of it. It's meant to be under your feet. Jesus has given you the authority to push the devil out of your life. And he's anointed other people like me to pray for you, that he'll set you free. Hello, Yvette in New Jersey. God bless you. And Jesus does it through live streams as well. I'll tell you some cool stories. There was this uh, one live stream I was doing with a guy based out of Dallas, Texas. And when we were doing this live stream together, I prayed for the sick. I prayed for people that had ailments in their body. And there was a, a young man that was born deaf. He had no auditory nerve in his ears. So basically, as soon as he came out of the womb, they put hearing aids in his ears. And he was living off of those hearing aids. He said he had to get new ones time and time again, and it cost thousands of dollars. The devil is looking to suck you dry of your joy, of your peace. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He wants to take everything that would hold you back or give you an abundant life. So you know that the devil is looking to actually ruin your life. But Jesus came to give you life. The life of God. Righteousness. Peace. Joy in the Holy Spirit. So this young man was watching my live stream. And when he was watching my live stream, I didn't know him. I've never met him. I, to this day, I've never seen him in my life. But I prayed for people that were sick. I've, I prayed for people that had ailments and illnesses in their body. And when I prayed, he received that prayer. And he shot us a testimony. He said, when you prayed for me, I felt God touch my ears. And I took my hearing aids out and God put brand new auditory nerves in my ears through a live stream. He threw his hearing aids away and he'll never use them again. So he was directly encountered by the power of God, even through a live stream. That same power that encountered him that day is the same power that will encounter you wherever you're at. And there's no time in the spirit. You don't have to be here with me in my proximity. The same way God did it through that live stream, the same way Jesus did it that time, he'll do it this time. So if you need healing in your body, I'm going to pray for you today. And I'm going to show you that Jesus is a healer. And when I pray for you, not only will you get healed, Jesus will actually anoint you to go pray for the sick as well. Jesus anointed with the Holy Ghost and power to go around doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. He doesn't have favorites. He heals all that are oppressed by the devil. Hallelujah. Go with me to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Somebody type it in the comments for those that are jumping on. 1 Peter 2.24 I already feel it. God wants to heal people now. I believe even as I'm preaching the word, you're going to be healed in your body. Even as I'm preaching, you're going to be healed in your body. Praise God. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24 He himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. Where did he bear the sins? In his own body on the tree. That we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness. So that one section of the verse says that Jesus defeated the power of sin. So sin doesn't have a grip on you anymore. Sin has lost its hold on you. Because you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Number two, listen to this. By his wounds or his stripes, other translations say, you were healed. Not you are healed or you're going to be healed. You were healed. If you were, then you are. If you are, then you is. If you was, then here we are. Here I are. <laughs> By his stripes, you were healed. Jesus paid the price with the 39 stripes he took on his back. Did you know that modern day medicine has actually studied 
the root cause for every sickness and disease known to man. And every sickness and disease known to man has actually been boiled down to 39 key roots in the human body. So there's 39 original, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, roots of sickness and disease that are found in the human body. It's no coincidence that Jesus took 39 stripes on his back, 39 lashings so that by his wounds or by his stripes, we are healed. When the curse of the law came into the earth, the curse of sin and death, it manifested in two ways. The two ways that it manifested was sickness and poverty. (laughs) Amber, don't backslide into Netflix. (laughs) The two ways that the curse from sin manifested in mankind was through sickness and through poverty. Well, Jesus came and redeemed us from sickness and from poverty. Those were the two manifestations of the curse of sin. So the manifestations of the blessings of righteousness being made right with God is healing and prosperity. The way that you know that you've walked away from the curse that came with sin is you're living holy, you're living healthy, and you're living wealthy. (laughs) Not a lot of people like to hear that, but it's the truth. When you boil it down, that's what happened. Praise the Lord. So Jesus is a healer. Somebody type in the comments, Jesus does not change. It says in Proverbs chapter 3, I believe it is, verses uh, 20 through 22, that God's word is healing to your flesh. It's life to your mortal body. There's power in God's word to heal. In John chapter 1, it says Jesus was the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Verse 14 says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So in in the book of Psalms, it says God sent his word and it healed them when they were delivered out of Israel. God sent his word into the earth to make us free, to deliver us from the law of sin and death, and to bless us with abundant life. And he said, I do not change. I'm no respecter of persons. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. The same way I had a healing ministry on the earth when I was on the earth is the same way I have a healing ministry now that I've poured out my spirit on all flesh, that I've poured out my spirit on the church, that I've given you authority and power over all the power of the devil. So Paul said, It is no longer I who live, for I've been crucified with Christ, But it is now Christ who lives in me and flows through me and works through me and preaches through me and lays hands on the sick through me. So the power of Jesus Christ, the healer, is actually in the believer. It's in his word and it's in your spirit. Because God's spirit has become one with your spirit. So when you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. When you preach God's word under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, it shall heal their mortal body and make you well. It's God's will for you to be healed. I remember I was preaching on this a couple of months ago, and I was in a meeting in Iowa. And as I was preaching on it, I told them the night before that we were going to have a healing service the next night. I said, bring the sick. Bring everybody that needs a miracle. I'm going to lay hands on the sick and we're going to watch them recover tomorrow night. And so uh, I'm watching all these people come in. It was a packed building. And in the back, one of the last people to come in was this old woman and she was withered. She was very old. She couldn't even keep her eyes open. And she had two friends that were carrying her into the meeting. It looked like a Bible story. She couldn't walk. She couldn't move. She couldn't even hold her eyes open. And as she got into the meeting, they sat her right in the second row. (laughs) Now, before this, like I had prayed for some headaches. I'd prayed for like the sniffles. If you had a stomach ache, I'd pray for you. You might get healed. But I had never prayed for somebody like this. I found out that she had Parkinson's. And it was eating away at her brain. And so I'm sitting there and I know God's no respecter of persons. That's a small thing for God. Hallelujah. Megan just said, I got hit with the glory. You're only 20 minutes in. 
Glory to God. This is going to be a good live stream. If you haven't liked and shared this, make sure you like and share it. And turn on your post notifications so that you can join me every morning at 11.30. So this woman is in my meeting as I'm preaching. And I'm preaching, God's word will heal you. He sent his word and it healed his people. Jesus is the same. He's still a healer. God paid the price for you to be healed. By his stripes you were healed. It's past tense. The same way he did it for them is the same way he'll do it for you. The same Jesus that walked the streets of Canaan and Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria is the same Jesus in this room today. He said, where two or three are gathered, there I am among you. By the power of the Holy Ghost, you will be healed. As I started preaching like that, I saw her body start to come back to life. Her eyes started to open up and she started blinking. And she started moving around a little bit. Now, I remind you, this woman literally was carried into the meeting. She couldn't even walk herself into the meeting. So I, I'm watching her as I'm preaching, and this woman starts to move like this. And her eyes are open, and she's kind of looking around, and her body's moving, and I could tell that the word is working in her. God said, my word shall not return void. When I send it out, it will accomplish what I've sent it to do. He said in Jeremiah chapter 1, I watch over it to perform it. So as you're preaching God's word under the unction of the Holy Spirit, the same way in the book of Genesis, it says that God's spirit hovered over the waters. As God's spirit was hovering over the waters, the moment that God spoke, the spirit of God performed what God spoke. So the spirit of God, when it's on a man, as God's word is spoken, the spirit of God performs it. So as I'm speaking on Jesus the healer, as I'm preaching the word, it's getting into her body. She's getting healed. I'm watching the life of God come back into her, and I see her as she stands up. And she stands up all on her own, and her friends are looking at her like, whoa. And so they grab her hands, and they slowly walk her out, and I just keep preaching. I'm watching her, but I keep preaching, and people are just zoned in. They're receiving, and I watch her as she walks to the back. And they let go of her, and she's standing all on her own. I don't know how long it had been since she has had stood on her own. And the Word of God is just getting in her. And finally, I had the gift of faith come on me. <clears throat> and I ran to the back of the room, and I laid my hands on that old woman's head. <laughs> her name was Carolyn. And I commanded the spirit of death to leave her body, and I commanded her to be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus. And after I laid hands on her, she received. I felt the anointing come on her. And then I walked back up to the front and I kept preaching. And as I kept preaching, I saw this big smile get on her face. And I said, Carolyn, you look good. And she looked up at me and she said, I feel good. And she ran from the back of the room up to the front and gave me a massive hug. This woman was carried into the meeting with Parkinson's and a spirit of death. In about 30 minutes of preaching God's word, Jesus healed her the moment I laid hands on her. And she sat in the rest of the meetings the rest of the week and she took notes. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He's still a miracle working God. Jesus is in the healing business. There's nothing too big. There's nothing too small. The same way Jesus healed Carolyn is the same way he'll heal you today. He is a healer. His will is for you to be healed. And it gets better. The moment that a miracle happens, the moment that people see other people getting healed, they go nuts. All of a sudden, faith hits the room. So the moment that she got healed, I said, all right, anyone that needs healing in your body, get up here now. And almost the entire room got up and walked up to the front. And I just started laying hands on people. And one after another, they just went out under the power. They got healed, 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 healed. People getting healed left and right. And finally, as we come to the end of the group, a woman comes up and she's got tears in her eyes. And she said, my father-in-law is bedridden and I wasn't able to bring him to the meeting. Is there any way that you could pray with me right now as a point of contact that he gets healed? And so I took my hanky out of my suit and I dumped oil on it. And I prayed over the hanky because the Bible says in Acts chapter 19, that they took the garments that were on Paul and laid them on the sick and they recovered. So the same anointing that was on Paul is the same anointing that's on me. 
So I anointed that handkerchief and I prayed over it and I gave it to her. I said, you give that to your father-in-law when you get home tonight. And the Lord Jesus will heal him by the Holy Ghost. Well, she came back the next day and she came right up to me with a big smile on her face. And she said, I don't even think he was a believer. I'm pretty sure he wasn't even saved. And she brought it back and she said, there was a, an evangelist that preached on healing. And I watched a woman get healed of Parkinson's. And so she took it. She gave it to him. She said, if you'll hold on to this, it'll heal you. She said about 10 minutes after holding on to it, he said, I'm already starting to feel better. And about an hour after holding on to it, he got up out of his bed and was totally healed by the power of God. By a handkerchief. Jesus is still in the healing business today. He does not change. He is Jesus, the Savior, the Redeemer, the Baptizer in the Holy Ghost, and Jesus is the healer. He's anointed us to go around doing good and healing all that are oppressed of the devil. I heard it said this way once. It's the job of a minister to lift the burdens of life off of people by the anointing. So me being a man of God, I'm anointed with God's spirit to lift burdens off of your life. To set you free by the power of the Holy Spirit. To preach God's word into you. To set the captive free, to bring deliverance to those that are oppressed. And to put faith in you to go do it in the world. And that's what we do here. Praise the Lord. Somebody type in the comments, God does not change. God does not change. He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. If you've been following us on YouTube, you see that we've gone up 70,000 subscribers in two weeks. You think that's a coincidence? Not at all. I've been faithful. I've done three to five live streams a day for two years. And finally, God gives a supernatural idea to Cade. Cade shares it with me. God's grace comes on it. And here we are. Boom. He rewards the ministry for being faithful. And God's bringing major increase. I want to prophesy in Jesus' name. The same increase that just came on this ministry by the Holy Ghost is the same grace and increase that's coming on you today. You'll go viral on the internet. You'll go viral in your hometown. You'll receive the spirit of influence to go and shake your family, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the outermost parts of the earth. In Jesus' name, if you receive it, somebody type, I receive it. God's going to use you. He'll use you to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. He'll use you to cast out devils, to heal the leper, to raise the dead, that anointing will come on you today to do the works of the ministry. Praise the Lord. I feel it strong today. The Holy Ghost is touching people. Praise God. Ha ha. And you'll laugh at the, in the face of the devil every day of your life. <laughs> you'll laugh in the face of the devil every day of your life. If you're jumping on right now, above average preaching, that's like, <laughs> he didn't. If you're jumping on right now, this is part three and part four. I joined them together of the four pillars of your Christian faith. These are the four things that you must understand in order to have a stable, solid faith and to walk in the power of God. Part three, Jesus, the healer. He's a healer, and he does not change. Now, part four, Jesus, the soon-coming king. This is something you must understand. Jesus, the same way he left, is the same way he's coming back. He said, behold, I come quickly. He's coming back to rapture the church out of the earth. He's not leaving us behind. He's not leaving us to just have to fight through life every day. He said, I'm coming back for you. And I'm coming back for my bride. Paul said he used the word harpazo in the Greek. A quick snatching away of the church. The rapture. Jesus promised, guaranteed. It's called the blessed hope of the saints. He guaranteed that he'll come back again to take us out of the earth so that we don't have to go through the tribulation. But I want to show you some things. These are the signs that Jesus is coming back. If you don't understand, the reason why there's not a sense of urgency in a large majority of the church is because I don't think they believe he's coming back. Or they'll say something like the rest of the world, 
Well, people have been saying he's coming back for 2,000 years, brother. Maybe it was a metaphor. Maybe he's, he's coming back in a, a spiritual way. <clears throat> no, he said, I'm coming back to take my church. And I'm going to pray for you. If you're on here right now and you need healing in your body, I'll pray for you at the end of this live stream. And I believe Jesus will heal you. Go with me to 1 Timothy chapter 4. First Timothy chapter four, I'm going to show you what the Bible says about the signs to recognize, to know that we are about to be raptured out of the earth. Jesus said, you will not know the day, you will not know the hour, but you will recognize the signs. In the book of Luke, the gospel of Luke, he said that the generation that sees Israel born again is the generation that will see the rapture. He said, this generation shall not depart from the earth before they see me coming again. <clears throat> well, that generation started in 1948 on May 14th, when Israel was birthed as a nation again. That started the countdown. A generation is anywhere from 70 to 120 years on the earth. So we are in that generation. I believe Jesus is coming back during our lifetime on the earth. And he said, these are the signs that you'll know. First Peter, or First Timothy chapter 4, starting in verse 1. Now the Spirit clearly says that in the last times, these are the last times. So there's the last days and there's the end times. We are in the last days, which is the era of the church, the Holy Ghost era, where God's Spirit is poured out on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. These are the and, or these are the last days, but the end times, remember time is within the constraint of a day. So there's a day and the time of a day is a 24 hour period. So the end times are in the grace period of the last days. Now the spirit clearly says that in the end times, some will depart from the faith and pay attention to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, <clears throat> having their consciences seared with a hot iron. So it says there will be seducing spirits. What's a seducing spirit? A seducing spirit is a spirit that looks almost like something that's actually from God, but it's not. It seduces you in to a doctrine of a devil. For example, love your neighbor. Everyone needs to be loved. Love is love, right? Gay pride, all that stuff. Where they tell you that if you don't, accept homosexuals how they are and let them be that way, then you're not loving. No, that's wrong. The Bible says if you love someone that has a homosexual spirit, you'll cast it out of them and you'll deliver them by the power of the Holy Ghost. But in the end times, in the last days, it says that you will know it's the last days by the seducing spirits that trick you into following doctrines of devils. They'll get you to think that you have to give in to a demonic agenda to be a Christian or to be loving which is exactly what almost all Christians do now. Oh, you talk about sin. You preach on homosexuality. You preach against abortion. You're not loving your neighbor. No, I am loving my neighbor because I'm telling them the truth of what God's word says. And it says that their consciences will be seared with a hot iron, meaning that they have no repentance. They don't care that they're sinning or going against God's word. They just want to say, I love God, I know God, the God of the pronouns. <laughs> and listen to this. So with these consciences seared with a hot iron, these are two main things that you'll notice in the earth. That's right, Joshua. They say, don't judge me. Listen to this. They will command you to abstain from certain foods which God has created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. Oh, I'm sorry, the first thing, verse 3, forbidding to marry and then commanding you not to eat certain foods. Did you know that veganism and anti-meat, it, it actually talks about in the original translation, it says they will tell you not to eat meat, which is literally the rising up of veganism and vegetarians. And with that, they will start telling you, don't marry people. They will start telling you to 
<laughs> they will start telling you to. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted. They'll start telling you not to marry. They'll start forbidding people to marry. They'll start telling you that marriage is a bad thing. Marriage is not a bad thing. Marriage is from God. So you'll know that you're in the last days and that Jesus is coming back because people will start saying, don't marry, you don't need to get married, just hook up, join hookup culture. Love is love, bro. If you, if you know that you would marry them, just start sleeping with your girlfriend, start sleeping with your boyfriend, move in together. You don't have to sign a contract or put a ring on, bro. No, God dis, or God made marriage. He distinctly created marriage to represent the covenant that he makes with mankind. Marriage is a covenant. So anything that tries to get you not to marry, you know, is from the devil. And then on top of that, it says that this spirit will start influencing people not to eat meat and certain foods. Well, look at Agenda 2030 with the United Nations. Agenda 2030 with the United Nations, it says that part of their antichrist system is that they don't want people to eat meat anymore. They say by 2030, you won't eat meat anymore and you'll still be happy. They say you won't own land, you won't own property, you won't eat meat. Nothing that you have will be yours and you'll be happy. No, God said the righteous inherit the land. God said the righteous possess the land. The land belongs to me. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. No devil's going to tell me I can't have land and I can't eat meat and I shouldn't marry. Those are the signs of the end times. Verse 4, for everything created by God is good and not to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving for it is sanctified by the word of God and by prayer. I'm going to read one more thing to you and then I'm going to pray for people. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Here's more signs that Jesus is coming back sooner than you even think. These are the four pillars of your Christian faith. The same way that a chair requires four legs to be stable and a table requires four legs to be stable, your faith requires these four pillars and revelations to be sturdy and unshakable. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, A man that builds his life on my word is a wise man who's built his life on the rock. He's built his life on a firm foundation. Although the waves of life will blow up against the house and the winds of life will blow up against the house, his life will not be shaken. He will be unshakable. Somebody type in the comments, I'm unshakable. Hallelujah. But he said there's another kind of person that builds their life on the sand. They don't build their life on God's word. And he said, those same waves will crash. Those same winds will blow and their house will be blown to smithereens. But we build our life on the word of God. We're unshakable. I don't fall into sin. I'm holy. I'm set apart. I'm separate for the world or for God in the world. Consecrated. Sickness and disease is not my portion. Poverty is not my portion. I'm unshakable. God's word is my portion. And I won't be surprised when Jesus comes again. He said, many will be shocked in that day. For two will be in bed and one will be taken and one will be left. Two will be in the field and one will be taken and one will be left. They will be married and given in marriage. Things will be going to and fro as normal. It'll be life as normal. And then all of a sudden, Jesus raptures the church out of the earth. And people will say, whoa, those crazy Christians were right. What do we do? And the Antichrist agenda will come in. But listen to this. You don't have to be taken off guard. Jesus said, will I find faith in the earth? Yes, he will. Because I have faith and you have faith. Jesus will come back to rapture you and you will not be surprised. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. Listen to this. Know this. In the last days, perilous times will come. Perilous times will come in the last days. Well, think about the last 100 years. It says in Matthew 24, there will be wars and rumors of wars. There will be crazy things happening in the earth. Well, yeah, these things have been happening for 2,000 years, but they have increased greatly in the past 100 years. Jesus said these will be the beginning signs as birthing pains. Well, birthing pains in a woman 
they get stronger and closer together as the baby is being born into the earth. So as the Antichrist is being born into the earth, the birthing pains will increase and get stronger. Said there will be earthquakes, famines, pestilence, which is sickness and disease on the earth. Think about it. You got all kinds of sickness, all kinds of disease, all kinds of crazy earthquakes, hurricanes, tsunamis, famines, locusts eating almost the entire continent of Africa. All the things the Bible declared and prophesied are actually happening in this generation. And they're happening at a very quick rate. So we can't be caught off guard. We have to see what God's word says about being raptured out of the earth. Listen to this. Know this. In the last days, perilous times will come. Men will be lovers of themselves. Think about that. All people do is post selfies and pictures of themselves and only fans and all this crazy stuff. Everything is about themselves these days. They'll be lovers of money. They'll be boastful. They'll be proud. They'll be blasphemers. They'll be disobedient to parents. They'll be unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, slanderers, unrestrained, fierce despisers of those who are good, traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. Turn away from such people. Remember, he's not talking about the earth or the world. He's talking about the church. Did you know that? People read this and they think he's talking about the world. No. The world is expected to act like that. They're under the spirit of influence of the devil. Paul is talking about the church. He said there will be perilous times in the church. Men will be lovers of themselves. Think about, I went to a Christian college where probably the vast majority of the women that went to that college were more interested to go to the lake on the weekends and post booty pics of them in their bikinis drinking white claws with their friends than they ever were of going to chapel or making it to church on Sunday. They would show up to church occasionally. They might read their devotions and have like Jeremiah 29, 11 in their bio. But they're out looking just like the world. That's a sign of the last days. They'll be lovers of themselves. They'll be lovers of money. All they want to do, they... <laughs> All they want to do is buy boats and go travel and do all these things. It's like God's on the back burner. Oh, yeah, like I'm a Christian. Yeah, it's whatever, bro. Anyway, you want to go to the lake this weekend? <laughs> you know, it's like that. They'll be boastful, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to their parents, truce breakers, slanderers, all these things that Paul wrote, you're seeing happen in the earth right now. But I believe if you're listening to this, you will not be a part of the company that denies the power of God. You will not be a part of the company that is caught off guard when Jesus comes again. You will encounter the fullness of God in this life. And you'll experience life and life abundantly. Praise the Lord. Part 3 and Part 4 of the four pillars of your Christian faith. Jesus is a healer. He does not change. He'll heal you right now, wherever you're at. And number or number four, he's coming back again. He's coming to take you to heaven so that you can go spend eternity with him. You can go enjoy the marriage supper of the Lamb. And then it says, after you're raptured, he's actually bringing you back into the earth to be kings and lords over the new heaven and the new earth. You will reign in the new Jerusalem with Jesus as our king. Praise God. These are the four pillars of your Christian faith. If you build all of your theology, all of your doctrine on these four pillars, you won't be shaken. God said in Deuteronomy 28, even your enemies will rise up and come against you, but I'll cause them to scatter from you seven different ways. When the devil attempts to come against you, your finances, your health, your family, your life, you'll laugh at the devil and God will cause him to flee from you seven different ways. No matter how big the giant is, no matter how big the walls seem, no matter how big the enemy is, God's anointed you in these last days to bring the glory of God into the earth, to go around doing good and healing all that are oppressed of the devil. Somebody type in the comments, I'm anointed. <laughs> 
I'm anointed. Many pastors take an entire week for a 45-minute sermon on Sunday. I don't do that because I'm anointed. I'll get on here every day and I'll teach you God's word. I'll get on here every day and I'll pray for the sick. I'll get on here every day and I'll prophesy. I'll get on here every day and I'll teach on the love of God. I'll get on here every day I'll teach on the rapture. God's grace and God's anointing on your life makes the ministry easy. Jesus said, my yoke and my easy, or my, my yoke and my burden, they're light, they're easy. When God gets involved in your life and you're involved in God, he doesn't make things harder. God makes things easier. Jesus didn't say, come to me, those that are having a great time and going to the lake every weekend and I'll make your life really sucky and hard. He said, come to me, those that are weak, those that are heavy laden, that you're burdened in life. And I will give you rest for your soul, for my yoke is easy. My burden is light. You hook up with me, I'll do all the heavy lifting. I'll take care of you. I'll feed you. You think Solomon was clothed in all of his glory? Look at how much I clothed the tulip. How much more will I clothe you? That's the heart of God for you. And I believe you're going to experience that from this day forward in Jesus' mighty name. You're anointed. You're anointed to give the devil a black eye every day for the rest of your life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'll, I'll tell you one more testimony and then I'm going to pray for people. I'm going to pray that God heals you. I'm going to pray that God anoints you to heal the sick. I'm going to pray that God gives you financial breakthrough. I'm going to pray that God gives you supernatural openings and doorways and opportunities. I'm going to pray that God does something different in your life today and takes you to a new level. These are two testimonies in one, but these will bless you. Megan is on here right now in the comments on YouTube. I believe she has a nephew. I think, I think he's her nephew. A couple months ago, we were a part of another church in Iowa that we helped birth. And when we were up there, they found me on social media. I'm, I'm not sure how, TikTok or YouTube. I think through Isaiah Saldivar probably. And when they found me, they saw that we were about four hours away in Iowa. They were living in Minnesota at the time. And they sent us a message on Instagram. They said, hey, uh, my nephew, it was actually Megan's sister, I believe. She said, my son has been in the hospital. He was diagnosed with cancer. He's 15. He's in the hospital, but I want to come and take you out. I want to take him out of the hospital and bring him down to your church so that you can lay hands on him and pray for him. And so we said, we believe in the power of God. Jesus is a healer. Bring him down. So they did. They brought the whole family down there. Took him out of the hospital, brought him down to Iowa for the weekend. And when we saw him, we brought him up to the front and I laid hands on him. And when I laid hands on him, I cursed cancer from the root to come up and out of his body. And I commanded the life of God to come into his body. I said, be healed in Jesus name. Satan, take your hands off of this young man. And when I prayed for him, when I prayed for him, they went back to the doctor and they got a doctor's report. Totally cancer-free. Totally healed. Jesus healed him that day when we laid hands on him. And when I told that testimony a couple weeks after that, there was a woman in the service who had endometriosis which is an issue in your fallopian tubes or your uterus. I can't remember. It's, it's a, an issue in the woman parts. And I said, if anybody needs healing, come up to the front. I'm going to heal or I'm going to lay hands on you. Jesus is going to heal you right now. And this woman comes up to the front. And she didn't tell me what was wrong with her. I never asked. There was probably five or six people that came up to the front. And when she came up to the front, I said, whoo, I felt the anointing come on me strong. I said, I feel the Holy Ghost. And I looked at her. And when I looked at her, her eyes got all big. And I was probably six feet away. I didn't even touch her. Her eyes got all big. And I felt the Holy Ghost leap off of my body. 
And he looked like Ray Lewis in his prime. Just took this woman off of her feet. The Holy Ghost just sacked her like a linebacker. And she was literally lifted off of her feet and landed on her back. And she began to holler out in other tongues. And she was like crying. And she was getting touched by the power of God. And everybody was shocked. They were like, what's happening? And the power of God was on this girl as she's rolling around on the ground. And she got up and she was totally healed. That same Holy Ghost will come through the screen and heal you right now. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray for you. If you need healing in your body, I want to pray for you this morning. And by your faith, and by God's word, and by the Spirit of God, Jesus will heal you right now. So wherever you're at, I want you to lift your hands. I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to say, I receive my healing now. Father, in Jesus' name, I send the word. Satan, I bind you off of their body any spirit of infirmity, any anxiety, any depression, any plan of the devil against your life, any sickness and disease in your blood, in your central nervous system, in your flesh, I command it be burned at the root and uprooted out of your body now by the Holy Ghost. Be healed in Jesus' name. All the way through your body, you're going to feel a warmth come on you right now. That's the fire of the Holy Ghost. Be healed in your body now. Be healed in your body now in Jesus' name. I loose the anointing of healing into you. You shall recover. You will not die. You will live in Jesus' mighty name. Be healed all through your body. That's the glory coming into your room right now. I feel it. That's the glory. Thank you, Lord. Holy Ghost. Those of you that just got healed, there's no time in the Spirit. So even if you're watching this after it's been posted, Jesus will heal you right now. Just receive it. And stand up and do whatever you couldn't do before. Stand up and praise God. Rejoice. Thank Him. Say, thank you, Lord. You're a healer. I'm healed. I'm whole. I receive it from the top of my head to the soles of the tip of my toes. And the same way that that young man was healed with his auditory nerves, Jesus is healing you now right through this screen. Praise God. Praise God. Well, I want to pray for breakthrough in your life and that God's supernatural favor comes on you. Really quickly before I pray for you, I want to give people an opportunity to give to the ministry. If you're new here, I go live Monday through Friday every morning and I preach God's word to you. We're reaching this generation by the power of the gospel. We've reached over 5 million people already this month on YouTube and other social media platforms. And God's doing a mighty work. We also have 1,200 kids that we feed in other countries each and every single month. So I want to give you an opportunity. If you've been blessed by the ministry, if you have a heart to see God reach this generation with revival and the power of the word, I want to ask you to consider giving today. Ask the Lord if he would have you give to the advancement of the gospel. There's 1,200 kids every month that the only meal that they eat is because of your giving and helping this ministry. So we thank you for it. As you give through Cash App, through Venmo, through PayPal, you're making a difference. You're blessing the ministry and you're making it possible for us to continue to preach the word of God around the world. God is our source and he meets every need. He is our supply, but your giving does help us. Paul wrote in the book of Philippians, chapter 4. He said, My God shall supply all of your needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But it was after he thanked them. He thanked the Philippian church for their financial giving to the ministry. He said, You've given and you've given again. Therefore, because you've given, God will supply your every need. God is no respecter of persons. It says, whatever a man sows, a man also reaps. If you need financial breakthrough in your life, as you sow into this ministry, I believe God will bring breakthrough to your own personal life. There was a time where God told me, 
<clears throat> I was praying and I felt in my heart that I should give $540 to a certain minister. And I only had $600 at the time. It was almost all the money I had. And all of a sudden I start hearing this voice. Give this minister $540. And I said, I bind you devil in the name of Jesus. It was the Holy Ghost. He was telling me to give that $540 to a minister. A lot of people are like, oh, if I feel like I'm supposed to give, it's the devil trying to take my money. No, it's not the devil trying to take your money. It's God getting you to take what's in your hand and to put it into his hand. Because what's in your hand will never meet what you need. But what's in your hand, when you put it in the Jesus' hand, will multiply. And he'll meet all of your needs according to his riches and glory. So I took that $540, I gave it to that minister, and I said, thank you, Lord, that your word says in Luke chapter 6, verse 38, as I give, it is given unto me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I know that increase is coming into my hands. Well, a few days later, another man of God came up to me at a conference, and he shook my hand. He said, I'm going to give you $1,000 a month for the next 12 months. And he's continued to give even more after that. So God took that $540 that I gave to another minister and turned it into a harvest of $12,000. 22 times more than what I gave. The same way God did that for me, God will do it for you. So I thank all of our monthly partners, everybody that gives to this ministry. You're making a big difference. You're helping us to reach this generation with the word of God. Again, you can give through Cash App at dollar sign Revival Way. You can give through Venmo at Revival Way. Or you can give through PayPal at Revival Way. Or you can give on our website, RevivalWay.com. And you can click Partner Financially today. I encourage you, if you have not become a monthly partner yet, please become a monthly partner with us. Whether it's a big seed or a smaller seed, every dollar counts. So we have some people that give us $1,000 a month. We have some people that give us $5 a month. But every dollar makes a difference. So you can go to our website, RevivalWay.com, and you can click Partner Financially today. And our purpose is to reach this generation with the gospel. And the promise is that what you sow, you will reap. And you will reap pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And God promises He'll meet all of your needs and supply every need you have according to His riches and glory. In Jesus Christ. I believe God is sending 10 people that will sow $1,000 into this ministry. And I believe he's sending 20 people that will sow $500 into this ministry. And I believe he's sending 50 people that will sow $100 into this ministry. So if any of those sound like you, if you're somebody that can give 1000 or 500 or 200 or 100 I encourage you to give today. And we'd love to bless you. Anybody that gives $100 or more, I'm going to send you my books that you can see on your screen on YouTube right now. The Law of Sowing and Reaping and Renewing Your Mind, where I teach you what the Bible says about financial breakthrough and about renewing your mind to operate in the power of God. If you send $50, I'll send you just The Law of Sowing and Reaping or Renewing Your Mind. You'll get either one of my books of your choice. If you send $100 or more, I'll send you both of my books. And if you send $1,000 or more, I'll send you both my books and a book that changed my financial life forever called Financial Overflow by an amazing evangelist, Jonathan Shuttlesworth. As a way of saying thank you for your giving, I'd love to bless you with these books. Praise the Lord. So those of you that give today, I also am going to give a shout out. I like to give shout outs to people that give. We already got people giving. So thank you for your giving. It really does make a difference. Let me give some shout outs to people that are given. If you want to claim your offer, if you want to claim your books, after you give, go to our website, revivalway.com. Click claim your offer and it will walk you through steps, how to get a hold of my team and how to claim your offer. Thank you for those that are given on PayPal. Amanda, thank you for your giving. Mark Buckingham, thank you for your giving. Abigail, thank you for your giving. Jane, thank you for your giving. Stephanie, thank you for your giving. Edgar, you're a faithful giver. Thank you. Chantal, thank you. Lydia, thank you. 
Let me check on Cash App. Those that are giving through Cash App. Jeremiah English, thank you for your giving on Cash App. Ian Ross, thank you for your $1 offering on Cash App. Bryce, thank you for your giving. Mercy Bush, Shayla Hastings, Michael Saunders, thank you for your giving on Cash App. We honor you for your giving, and God does as well. And those of you that are giving on Venmo, I can't see those right now, but I thank you. It really does make a difference. And everyone that's becoming a monthly partner, don't forget, when you're a monthly partner with this ministry, I actually have a monthly partner Zoom call each month where I just get monthly partners with the ministry and I only do a private teaching where we go deep into the deep things of the Bible. And that will be in a couple weeks on Zoom where you'll get a private email inviting you to join me for a Zoom call where I can teach you the deep things of the Bible. They'll change your life. You can ask anybody in the comments, Megan and many others that have joined us for our, our Zoom calls. They are powerful and you'll really enjoy them. Well, let me pray for you. Those of you that are giving, I want you to hold your phone in your hand, hold your device, whatever you're giving, I'm going to pray for you that God increases you majorly. You know, I had somebody send us $1,000 the other day. I guess this would have been the other month now. And the Lord blessed their business with $15,000 in two short weeks. The Lord took that $1,000 seed and turned it into $15,000 in two short weeks. So I'm going to pray that God does that with you. The same way that God 15X'd that $1,000 seed, I'm going to pray that God multiplies your seed by 15 times right now. In Jesus' mighty name. Close your eyes. Father, in Jesus' name, I join my faith with every person sowing right now under the sound of my voice. Whether they're giving live or after this is posted. I speak to their seed to multiply 15 times in Jesus' name. I thank you that your word guarantees that what a man sows, he also reaps. And we're guaranteed to reap pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I touch an agreement now, every seed that's planted into the soil of this ministry. And we thank you ahead of time for a whopper of a harvest. Angels, cause the word to work and cause the money to come. Devil, take your hands off of their harvest, off of their finances, and off of our finances in Jesus' name. I plead the blood of Jesus over every person's finances now. And the money comes in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you for your giving. We really do appreciate it. Now I want to pray for you one more time. Final prayer. Really quickly on your screen on YouTube. If you do not have a home church... I want to encourage you to consider coming and visiting our home church in Ruston, Louisiana with my pastors, Pastor Stan and Mary Pody. They are anointed, an anointed man and woman of God to raise up this generation. They're connecting people to Jesus and to their destiny. And I believe that Faith Church Ruston is going to be responsible for the next greatest revival that hits America. So if you don't have a home church, the most important thing you can do is get plugged into a good home church. So what you can do, if you would like to come and take a visit, we'd love to meet you. What you can do is you can reach out to my team at support at revivalway.com. Support at revivalway.com. You can send us an email and say, I want to come visit Faith Church. We've already had, I believe, three people that are scheduling their visit to come and visit us one of these weekends. And as you come and visit, we'll probably take you out for lunch and treat you to a good time and show you around the town and see if this is where God would have you come and be raised up under the word and come join us. You can also go to fcrustin.com forward slash get connected and you can come pay us a visit. We'd love to meet you. We'd love to bless you. We'd love to see if God would have you come and join us. Amen. Let me pray that God opens doors of opportunities for you. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, every person today that watched this live stream, I release favor and grace and anointing and impartation of the spirit of influence that they would reach the multitudes with the gospel. Put fresh oil on them now, fresh ideas, fresh revelation to reach the multitudes with the name of Jesus. I join faith to open doors that only you can open and to close doors that only you can close. Lord, bring businessmen and businesswomen into their paths 
to help them get where they need to be in life. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen and amen. Tanea said, I've been, I'm going to plan to visit sometime. I've been watching his live stream on YouTube. Amen. Amen. Oh yeah, just so you know, if you don't have a church and you, and you can't come visit or you do want to come visit, starting this Sunday morning at 11 a.m., Every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. and every Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m., we are going to be live streaming the church services on this account and on the Faith Church Rustin account. So you'll be able to watch our church services. And after you've watched a couple, maybe you'll decide that you want to come visit. But we'd love to have you. All right. Hallelujah. I love you all. You are a blessing. God has great plans for you. And you're going to prosper in the name of the Lord Jesus. Adios. Adios.